Greetings to you all and welcome to Agape Fellowship where we study the word of God verse by verse. In the previous episode, we had an introduction to the Gospel of Matthew. We learned about the author, his literary style and also a bit about the outline of the book. Today, we will start reading from chapter 1. It speaks about the genealogy of Jesus. Now this might seem like a boring piece of information that most of us have skipped, but please hold on. There is much more to this than what meets the eye. Listen to this episode to hear about this amazing God who came to us as man. Him whose coming was foretold in as early as the book of Genesis. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, um, the son of Abraham. In Luke's gospel, we have a genealogy. And many times when you see this genealogy, show of hands for those of you that have cameras on. Show of hands, how many of you have actually read this genealogy? I see one hand, two hands, <laughs> two hands out of 30 hands, I got two. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, three. Lenore put up her hands too. Um, sometimes, uh, uh, Martin, you did too? Okay, credit to you also. Yeah, so some of you have. If you want to just turn on your mic and say, yes, I did, that's fine. Uh, there, uh, Trish says thumbs up. Okay, cool. Um, so some of you have read the genealogy, but let me tell you, when you read through it, your eyes glaze over and you say, can I have a next cup of coffee? Um, I think we I did Friday night, Anil. Say that again? I think we went through this one Friday night. We, uh, the genealogy? Did we? I think so. I mean, not the book of Matthew, but just this part in the first chapter. I don't remember if, I think we did for Ruth when we talked about the four women in that. Yes, but we went through it. We did, um, okay. Maybe not in as detail as you are now. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are going to go into a detail. So take your cup of coffee. Frank is all be gulping his Coke. Uh, so, yeah. I think with the, the genealogy, yeah, like in, in Matthew and in, like in, in, G, in Genesis, I think it's a in test of how well how well are you concentrating how well, how well you can focus and pay attention on what are you reading and it's, it's not right. very it's not very uh, kind to uh, yes. it doesn't coincide well with people who have ADD like myself. <laughs> so actually, actually, this is not that difficult if you if compared to read the numbers where you go for all those number the of laws. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is not that difficult at all. You can actually. somehow yeah you can somehow go through it. Anil, to be honest with you, the only thing that makes it what it is is that the names are just very unique. That's so right. So it's kind of hard to follow when they're all. How do you pronounce that? Exactly. You know? You're saying you're putting it very kindly, Frank, when you talk yeah. about the names. <laughs> so let's go through it. Um, before we go through it, um, there are two genealogies. You're uh, you're aware of this. We're going to jump into one genealogy, and there's one in Luke. Anybody want to guess why we have two genealogies? What's the difference between the two? What are the two authors trying to say? This one in Matthew is the genealogy dates to Joseph. The yes. The 
Luke leads to Mary. To Mary. Okay, that is true. Uh, one is to Joseph and the other ends in Mary. Uh, you notice the beginning and the end are also two different. Um, the one in Luke starts with, uh, it ends with Adam. Mm -hmm. It goes up to Adam. In this genealogy, it starts with Abraham. So obviously they're trying to say something very different in each of those. There are, the names are quite similar in each. There are some differences, and we'll talk about what those differences are. However, one is from Adam to Mary. The other is from Abraham to Joseph, uh, the husband of Mary. Now, um, how, do we, how do we know that the one goes to Joseph and the one goes to Mary? It doesn't say. It does. Where? It actually does, yeah. It does. If you read it, you'll see it. Now, we, you can look up Luke later, but in this one, yeah. you'll see it ends with Joseph. In Luke, here's the difference. In Luke, Yeshua, or Jesus, is the son of Adam. In fact, in Luke, it's very interesting that when we refer to, not just in Luke, but when we refer to Jesus, we call him the son of God, isn't it? Uh, we always refer to him as the Son of God. But did you know when Jesus referred to himself, he refers to himself as what? Son of man. You would see that. Um, this is very interesting, and we'll, we will have an opportunity to look at that. But I want for us to just take a quick look at this. Let's read Matthew 26, 59 to 65. Matthew 26. 59 to 25. This is a crucial point, and I just want to leave that there to come back to it later, but I want for us to read that. 59. The chief priests mm -hmm. and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, in the future, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is no. worthy of... Oh, that's the end? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay, thanks, Anne. So, notice... He, the, the high priests are asking him, are you the son of God? And he says, you, are, you said, uh, and he says to him, it is as you say. And then he continues, instead of stopping there, he continues, and then he goes on to say, nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the son of man. And immediately the chief high, pri uh, high priest tore his clothes and said, what more uh, evidence that we need. He's blasphemed. blasphemed. 
what am I trying to say? Jesus willingly took the title Son of Man upon himself because he had to become our blood relative to redeem us. Goel, kinsman redeemer. And this is a topic that we will talk about um, in the next few chapters. He willingly took that up and he's, he's only a blood relative can has the right to redeem a brother. And so he became one of us and he is identifying himself as one of us by saying that he is the son of man. So he identifies. So Luke's gospel is all about Jesus being the son of man, that he is Adam's son and that he is our blood relative. And so that is the thrust and the push on the, on the Luke side of the genealogy. Now, when it comes to Matthew's gospel, it's the other side. In Matthew's gospel, the Holy Spirit identifies himself, identifies Jesus as the, the son of God, the seed. And here, let's read Genesis um, 21, 12. And someone else take Hebrews 11, 17 to 19. And another person take Galatians 4, 4 and 5. So three portions. Genesis 21, 12, Hebrews 11, 17 to 19, Galatians 4, 4 and 5. But God said to Abraham, do not be distressed because of the land, because of the lad and your mate. Whatever Sarah tells you, listen to her for through Isaac, your descendants shall be named. Okay. In King James, it says your seed shall be called. It's not just that, but your seed shall be called. Okay, Len, why don't you read Galatians 4, 4 or 5? For when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. <laughs> Thank you. That's uh, Galatians 4 and 5. Now, Hebrews 11. Anyone? Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. So in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. From the dead. So Isaac is a type of Christ. And so we're talking about the seed. And so in this gospel portion, uh, in Matthew's gospel portion, we are going to see that he's the son of Abraham. That's why in Matthew's gospel, you see the son of Abraham. The reference to son of Abraham. And then notice he also says he's the son of David. Son of Abraham, son of David, the fulfillment of that seed that was promised to, to first of all, to uh, Eve and Adam, that um, that they would have, God would bring salvation through the seed of a woman, and then later to Abraham, that his seed would be the one that would bless all nations, and then we see later on, son of David, 
Um, so those are the references. Who is he referring to? The Messiah, the one that was uh, prophesied from the beginning. So that is the intense focus uh, for Matthew. Um, so well, let us look at that one with regards to the son of David. Uh, let's look at 2 Samuel 7, 12 to 16. 2 Samuel 7, 12 to 16. I want someone else to read Genesis 49, 9 and 10. And then finally, I want someone to read Revelation 5, 4 to 6. Okay, I got it. For when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for my name, and I will secure his royal throne forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. If he sins, I will correct and discipline him with the rod, like any father would do. But my favor will not be taken from him as I took it from Saul, who I, whom I removed from your sight. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. Okay. Thank you, Erica. Notice there, obviously, it's, we're not talking about David, uh, but he's talking about David's seed and that he would sit on the throne of David forever. There's no human being that's going to be able to do it. <clears throat> so that same seed that we refer to in Abraham, that is the one that would sit on the throne forever, and you know who that is. Okay. Now, Ashish, read Genesis 49, uh, 9 and 10. Judah is a lion called From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down. He lies down as a, he lies down as a lion. And as a lion, who shall rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from beneath, between his feet until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Okay, thank you. That Genesis 49, if you know, that was the prophecy that Jacob put his hands on Judah and was promising and was blessing uh, his son Judah with that particular prom promise. Scepter is that thing that is in the hand of a king, and he's saying that the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver between his feet until Shiloh, meaning until peace comes. And to him shall be the obedience. That's a prophecy looking all the way out into the future. And he's prophesying Judah that he would be from his lineage would come the seed. So you see what you're seeing now is first it was Adam and Eve, then it was Abraham, and then it is now what you're seeing is Judah, and then later on the tribe of Judah from where comes David uh, is the, that same seed, the, the prophecies going on. And then Revelation, let's read the Revelation point. That's the last bit on this one. Revelation 5, 4 to 6. Revelations 5, 4 to 6. And I began, began, to, I began to weep greatly, for no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah the root of David has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Yes. 
this is the revelation scene uh, of the event of the where the scroll is being uh, given. He's asking who is worthy to receive the scroll and open the seals. And so John, John starts to weep and then the angel says, no, there is someone here. He looks like the, uh, the Lion of Judah. So what's the line of Judah? And say, do not weep. Behold the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. And so here's the promise going way out into the future, uh, this event. And then uh, when he turns around and looks, he sees as a lamb that was slain. All of these prophecies uh, ending in Christ Jesus. Did you know there are 356 scriptures uh, that have been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And uh, all of Matthew's plans and objectives with writing his gospel say this is that promised seed. This is the root of Jesse, the root of David. Uh, this is uh, the Messiah. So that is his objective in doing all of those things. So Luke's gospel to say that this is the son of man, meaning the preem and the prototype, the best of the son of man. Um, and on this side, um, on that is on Matthew's side, we're talking about the Son of God. So what do we have in Christ Jesus as we see them, as we know it? Um, he is fully God, fully man at the same time. How is that possible? I don't know. Uh, I don't have to know. Uh, all I know is that he is fully God, fully divine, fully human in one person. And that is Jesus Christ. Um, there has not been ever uh, uh, another person like him, and there will never be another person like him. Fully God, fully man, identifying with broken, fallen humanity, uh, full of all the weaknesses of a human vessel, you know, hunger, thirst, uh, difficulties, pain. He experienced all of it, and yet he's fully God. And that's why he's Emmanuel, and we'll get to that. So the first verse is, this is the genealogy of Christ Jesus, son of Abraham, uh, son of David. Wow, what an amazing opening to our study on Matthew's Gospel from just one verse. It gives a whole new meaning to the word Emmanuel, our ever-loving God has beautifully set the stage ages ago for the revelation of his son. Hope you were blessed by this study and do join us for the next episode as we continue to learn from history starting from verse 2.